You are listening to Problematic Radio. I'm chilled. 2015 was the year we lost our minds and everything went off the rails. And I think by 2017, we all knew it. We just couldn't talk about it because that is the nature of this particular beast. Authoritarianism always goes after language. The way we speak, the way we convey ideas, the kinds of ideas we're allowed to convey because controlling the way someone thinks is the only real way to control a person at all. And that's kind of the whole point of authoritarianism. Control. 2015 was the year all the intersectional feminism stuff, the identity stuff, the extremely racist, extremely sexist, quote, anti-racist, anti-sexist stuff went mainstream, activated by Trump. And there's this persistent perception of conflict here, like it's some great war between polar extremes. But of course, it's all the same thing. This is all a part of the same dynamic. It's just the year we went insane. On the internet, there was this Cambrian explosion of bizarre new identities, all of them at war. It was everything from, like, based Pepe the Frog memes to stoicists with ancient philosophers in their avatars and, like, Marcus Aurelius quotes in their bio to absolutely furious, I mean incandescent with rage, genderqueer anime fairies. And it's this last group we're going to talk about today because they appropriated the nascent language of the trans community, weaponized it, and turned that weapon primarily onto members of the LGBT community and their allies with slightly, you know, wrong opinions, according to them. And all of that is important because today, we're talking to the most problematic trans guy on the internet. So my name is Buck Angel. I started in pornography, and from that I sort of parlayed (laughs) into becoming a sort of human rights activist and a motivational speaker. Buck Angel has been fighting for trans rights since before most of the people using that phrase, trans rights, were even born. A trans guy and trans activist, he's also a porn star and a gay celebrity who became a public figure in the early 2000s when he created an entirely new genre of pornography, starred in it, and built himself the extremely problematic... I called myself the man with the pussy and I went straight into porn (laughs) and I got such a kick, like I got kicked in the face by the porn industry. They did not get it. In his life, he has managed to infuriate just about everybody who likes to be infuriated, starting with the Christian right, who believe porn is evil, the populist right, who just kind of don't like trans people, the radical feminist community, who believe porn is rape, and most recently, and I think most intensely, the woke Twitter crowd. These are people who just absolutely hate Buck, a man I knew for years before we actually talked, just by virtue of the many, many dramas the Twitter mob has tried to have him canceled for. To start with, he calls himself transsexual, a word you're not supposed to use anymore. And he believes gender dysmorphia is both real and something that matters. He thinks too many kids are transitioning. He thinks a lot of the recent language employed by trans activists, a title he refuses to apply to them himself because he believes these people are actually hurting the cause of acceptance, both legal and cultural, is homophobic. And he also thinks... Yeah, of course trans women are women, but in the world of athletic competition, many trans women do have an advantage over women born physically as women. This is a pretty wild one, so buckle up. From Nation Factory, I'm Mike Solana, and this is Problematic. We had a lot of stuff I want to cover today. I want to talk yeah. about your career in adult entertainment. I want to talk right. about the way our culture thinks about adult entertainment. I do want to talk about all the trans stuff, the activism, specifically today, like the fault lines in trans activism. It seems like the community is somewhat at odds with itself in, I think, pretty significant ways. And just like also with 
the LGBT community, sort of like on the LGB side of that. Also, there seems to be some pretty intense friction. I want to talk about all that stuff, but Heavy. first, <laughs> and you, because you've just been, you've got this whole history of like getting into trouble with these people, but it's crazy because you actually started as one of the most outspoken, probably like earliest trans activists in the yeah. world. One of the most highly visible people kind of putting this issue on the forefront. I want to take us back to that. Like, let's talk about your career, how it started and, and what it was like in, in, uh, yeah. in pornography. What, what was that? So you, you started before or after transition and then why don't you right. just walk me through that? So I actually created the genre of trans male pornography 20 years ago. It did not exist. And 20 years ago, think about porn kids. <laughs> it was really <laughs> sort of new on the internet. And it was like, I, was, I got in it at the right time. People were making money. We were all sharing with each other. But that said, I did not see myself represented. I saw trans women. Trans women porn has always been very big in the industry what they used to call and some people will get offended by this but I don't as you know me I don't give a shit they called them chicks with dicks or shemales or lady boys or all of these things were marketing so I called myself the man with the pussy and I went straight into porn <laughs> and I got such a kick like I got kicked in the face by the porn industry they did not get it they did not want me there my community of trans men hated me people did, were not ready for the man with the pussy Wait, even, <laughs> even trans men had a problem with it yes what they said it? I was representing them and I'm like what part of Buck Angel the man with a pussy are you missing I'm not representing any that was the first and continues to go today that I'm a representation of a community I, that's clearly not true. But you see what happens with people who are in a victimized state or a, a group of people who definitely are not, or who are marginalized, they always find somebody to sort of reflect that off of. So I had a really hard time getting into porn. People were not receptive of my work at all, at all. You just said something really interesting, which is everyone expected you to represent them. And yes. this, this does seem to be the rub, doesn't it? It's like you say things that get you in so much trouble that a straight person, a straight like white person can say or can say right. or we'll get in some trouble, but not that yeah. much. And it's not coming from the fact that our like the straight males of the world are up in arms. It comes right. from the trans community. Oh like my there, God. There are just less of them. And so like they yeah. are so much more intense on, on yeah. who, and I'm using air quotes here, of represents course. them. I think gay people experienced this a lot, especially like 10, 15 years ago when there were mm -hmm. way less gay people sort of mm -hmm. in the media. You have just a couple of gay people like will and grace basically and mm -hmm. and so it's like whoever you saw mattered a lot i mean i remember just as a kid watching will and grace and thinking like wait i'm not this like i'm right. not th those guys are nothing like me like what does that mean like do i and I, I truly as a teenager you know early like to this maybe around 16 when i was really starting to deal with this i remember thinking like wow, there must just not be anybody like me. Like right. that's what gay people are. Over there is what straight people are. And uh -huh. I'm not these things. It just takes you a, a while to meet other gay people and maybe right. just to grow up. And but, but for you, it's like, yeah, people saw you as just representing yes. them. And once yes. you do that, it's like everything you say yes. is in conflict with their identity. Early on, this is what was happening as well. Oh my it God. It's, I mean, literally, you know me, you know, you watch my career, career on some level that literally has started since the minute I stepped foot in my putting my body naked to the world. I've had so much pushback from my own community, from the outside community, from the gays, from the porn industry. I mean, literally from every walk of life. You know what? But today I don't. 
Today, I only have pushback from the transgender community. Right. That's interesting. So early on, it was truly what you were taught. It was like the thing that was making society angry was just your existence. It was like your yeah. physical. This is like what, like early 90s we're talking? Yeah, so, late, I think late, late, early, very late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Right. So late yeah. 90s, early yeah. 2000s. I mean, yeah. we still have like the Christian right. I mean, we're not even... <laughs> Like we don't even have gay marriage yet. Like that's no. still seen as as a as a messed up thing. And here you are. I mean, people are just listening to us right now. But you are like, I mean, you're like a very butch looking guy. It's mm-hmm. like beard, muscles, <laughs> tattoos, like super, super, super like mm-hmm. macho looking dude. And you've got a vagina. And it's like people see that, and there's something that is just like highly triggering about it to them in a gendered way. What do you think that was back then? And then oh, we'll I know what it was 100% because I really started to study it because I got, so, okay, so I created pornography that didn't exist. When you start to create something that whatever it is in any genre of anything, you have to find your market. Duh. But I didn't know my market because there wasn't a market. So how do you build something when there's no market? So I literally had to make three different kinds of movies. I made a movie with me and all men. So that's a gay movie. I made a movie with me and all women. So that's sort of like a straight movie. But then I made a movie with me and men and women. So a bisexual movie, literally (laughs) threw them out there. And the gay movie, the gay man just came running at me like I was like a candy. They were just like, oh. But then a lot of those men had a problem with being attracted to me because at some level, my vagina equated to a woman and then that fucked with their sexuality and were they really gay or were they straight? I'm like, look at me, dude. <laughs> You're super gay. <laughs> it's like you have a beard. You're like, totally. I'm like, dude, the vagina means nothing. So, so that said, I really had to sort of help. I'm telling you, I had to help gay men understand their sexuality on a level they never understood before because sexuality is fluid. But at the same time, just because I used to be a woman does not make me a woman now. And just because I have a vagina and you might have sex with me does not make you straight. You see how I fucked up the whole mix? So like, I think there are probably people who are just not going to be into that sexually. Right. Sex with a man with a vagina, right? And they're never going to be. And I was going to save this for a little bit later in the interview. I was going to work up towards it, but let's just get into (laughs) it. Let's do it. There was a video that came out, trans activists, a few years ago, actually. It was probably like 2017, which is like the height of, I think, the insanity online. And this trans woman, she was like, if you aren't willing to have sex with a trans person, then you're a transphobe. And I thought, okay, this is complicated in a few ways. Mm -hmm. Um, First of all, I just think that's like not a successful way to get people to be accepting of something they think is weird is to be like, you have to do this with your body or you're bad. Like that's that's just never been a recipe for success. I think it's wrong to do that to people. And I think that people are justified to react in a very angry way. I mean, you're telling someone what they should and shouldn't do with their body. That's fucked up. It's supposed to be the thing that we're against. But, But then I thought about it just from the context of a gay person. Like, you know, I grew up and was told what kind of person I was supposed to be having sex with. And it was really disorienting and horrible to kind of have to deal with that alone for so many years. Like I did have to grapple with these questions. And back then in the early 2000s, maybe like 2002, I would say is when I first started really dealing with this. It was like the Christian people being like, you know, have you just tried it? And that right. was, and that was her argument. That was this yeah. woman's argument on YouTube. She was like, "Listen, like, Disgusting. have you just tried it?" And I'm like, "This is messed up." Because I think what's actually happening with the trans stuff uh, in terms of sex, and you tell me what your read is on this. But like, you mentioned the gay men before. I think there are also a lot of straight men who are into trans women. Sure. And it's like, yeah. I think they are just specifically interested in that, and because yeah. of society, like, they don't have a way to 
It's like they're not allowed to access right. it. Is, is, is right. that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I personally do think that. Again, these are all my own opinions. I don't know shit about shit except for, <laughs> except for about my own life. But that said, I want to actually really want to touch on what you said about this transphobic. If you don't date a trans woman or you're not attracted, that's transphobia. First off, I'm going to tell everyone out there that's bullshit. That is not true. You are attracted to people and that's it. You cannot alter your attraction to somebody because it's, it's homophobic or transphobic. That's ridiculous behavior. That said... Yes. If you say stuff like, you know, I'm not going to fuck that tranny guy. That's gross. That's really transphobic. Yeah, but if I, you are not attracted to somebody, you're right. not attracted to somebody. So I hate that the trans, and there's a lot of that in the trans community, say, if you don't date a trans person, you're transphobic. That is not true 100. That said, I help men understand that you can be attracted to all kinds of masculinity. It does not make you this or that. And that's the hard part of our sexuality. We've been sort of pushed into spaces that you have to be LGBTQ. You can't just be, I'm attracted to you as a guy or a girl or whatever you want, or I can just be attracted to you. That's really my ultimate message of sexuality. Just be attracted to people and stop being so worried about, am I gay or am I straight or am I, am I transphobic? When we put layers on sexuality, it becomes harder and people sneak around like straight men going yeah. and having sex with trans women and then feeling shamed by it and then killing the trans woman because they pretended like she tricked them. This happens all the time. And that's yep. from shaming. And it happens in gay sex. Look at Jeffrey Dahmer. He was totally shamed into that space because we're not like, oh, it's okay for you to be attracted to. So really, that's why trans people doing that are actually making a very dangerous statement. It's so interesting. I, I agree with you completely that the real problem is this link between sex and shame. And that's yes. why so many people are reacting the way they are. But then yes. here we have these trans activists making overtly a shame argument. Yes. You should feel ashamed for the kind of sex you want to have. It's wild. It's, it's, it's not, you know, I wish it was wild. It is so dangerous. It is so upsetting to me. I, work, I have worked hard, my friend. You know that. 20 years I've worked hard to create a space for us in the world that says, look, here's my body. Look at it. Get all your weird little baby shit out and let's move on, right? Like, you can make fun of me all you want. I was the guy who put myself on Howard Stern sitting on a, <laughs> sitting on a, a simian machine. I, like, literally threw myself to the world. I really put myself out there. And now these trans, you want to call them trans activists? They are not. They're actually so dangerous and detrimental. They're ruining so much of the work that I have done to it. Yeah. Guys like you would never speak to me before. And now you're like, dude, let's do this. Let's. That says a lot to me. It says on some level, we have opened our minds to say, Buck is just a dude with a vagina. Who cares? You know how hard it was to get to that space? Right. It's, it's like... <sighs> God, I think so much of the LGBTQ stuff, the, the important piece of it for me was always being able to normalize our yes. existence. And of course, with trans people, I think it came the latest, the normalization. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that had to do with just exposure. Most people aren't sure. exposed. They don't know any trans people. Like there are just yeah. more gay people around. Yeah. And I think among gays and lesbians, it's like there's always been something I think much more dangerous about being and I'm going to get in trouble for this, but I think it's, it's more dangerous to be a gay man than it is to be a lesbian because, oh, totally. because we're no. dealing with the subversion of like the masculine ideal yes. and that bothers people. It yes. like deeply, deeply bothers people. Because it's men. And if you get in trouble for that, you come and get me because there's no way, shape or form anyone could argue that. First off, when it comes to sexuality, men just look at two women having sex as like, oh, they just need a dick or oh, that's hot. But two men 
forget it. It's, it's, yeah, it's actually, it's, it's meant subversive. to it. Exactly. It's exactly. super subversive. On, yeah. on some level, it likes, it, it is subverting something they think about. I don't know if it's themselves. It's not all men either, but, yes. but that has gotten better. And yes. then it's like, here you are, you know, you're talking about your career in the early 2000s. Just the act of like taking your clothes off is subversive. Just being yes. seen naked is subversive. I think nudity probably generally is subversive. Yeah. But, but, but in yours, America. Right, in America. I think we are subverting a lot of well-formed sexual mores. I mean, even recently, like the show Girls, Lena Dunham, and she's, you know, this name of this podcast that you're on now is problematic. And Lena Dunham is an incredibly problematic person. (laughs) Bless her heart. But I loved what she did with her body when she was like, Mm -hmm. no, I'm just going to be seen naked on this show. And no, I don't look like what you think I'm supposed to look like. And I don't care. And guess what? I have sex and I love it and I love my body and it is what it is. And a lot of people who, I have a lot of overlap probably with people who can't stand that. I like, there are a lot of guys who right. follow me who, who are, I think a little more right-leaning and they are really reacting against the kind of social justice warrior thing, which maybe you could see that as, as what she's doing there. But I think that you have to, to break down the social justice left thing. It's like, what do we really not like about it? And for me, it's this control. It's this authoritarianism. It's like, here's what you can say. Here's what you can do with your body. Here's the right way to think. So I am in favor generally of anybody pushing back against authority like that. Mm -hmm. And I am against the, the people sort of trying to, to hold on to authority. It's like they swung from the Christian right to this new thing. It's, it's shocking, like, isn't it? They didn't have power and now they have it all and they're going to use right. it on people. So you've gotten into trouble recently. Um, <laughs> so we, we, we've kind of been alluding to it. It's like, you know, in the early 2000s, it's more from sort of straight society. And now it's more from the trans community. Early on, it was maybe being seen as representing them physically and, oh, you're in porn. That's icky. We don't want to be seen associated with yeah. that. That was a different class of, I think, public or even just regular trans people. These days, you've got trans men and trans women, of course, and that's sort of that's sort of on the binary. It's like we have people who are born men become women, people who are yep. born women become men. To I don't know if I'm using the exact terminology there, but that's like yeah. roughly what's going on. Now, though, you also have genderqueer people, you have gender, quote, fluid people, you have people who are non-binary, say that there is no, they're not a gender at all. All of them call themselves trans. And where... What is going on with trans activism today and like that group? How do they see you and what you represent? First of all, like, do you personally sort of subscribe to a gender binary? Okay, so let me explain here. So yeah, there's a new thing called transgender, which is not what I am. As I was born a woman, I always felt like a man. I had what we used to call a sex change and I call myself a transsexual. So the reason I do that is because I've always felt like a man and I always wanted to be a man. So I transitioned to become a man, not to become transgender, not to want that I'm trans, even though my activism is that. That said, my underlying gender dysphoria is what I have, gender dysphoria, which is being born in the wrong body and fixing it through medical transitioning. I had my chest removed and I take testosterone to look masculine and I walk the world. All my identification is male. I fully live binary. So what we have today is what you just explained. We have non-binary, gender fluid. We have transmasculine, trans... And that all fits under this great word called transgender. And so what I call it is the transgender umbrella because it's an umbrella term now. Yet, these people, whoever the ruling class are, because we have a ruling class of trans people now, they decided that transsexual is a derogatory word, it's antiquated, and it does not reflect them. So I got very upset about that on some level. Again, I transitioned 25 years ago before half these kids were even born. This is a very important part of my identity on some level. 
And I fought hard. I was the first guy in Los Angeles to get all the surgeries. I, I was a guinea pig on some level. And, and so for these people to say my identity is derogatory, and uh, it upset me. So I realized there's a difference between those people and me. I have a medical condition called gender dysphoria. They're saying you don't need gender dysphoria to be trans. I'm like, what? <laughs> Where did that come from? And that's yeah. dangerous. That is, is so dangerous. So this is, um, I believe the term that would be applied to you is called true scum. True scum. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I've, I've seen this on Reddit. So yeah, so the big divide does seem to be people who believe that to be trans, you have to have gender dysphoria, which yes. is this innate discomfort with being perceived as the gender you were designated at birth. So like, for yes. example, I'm a guy, I was born a guy, but if people perceive me as a guy and it started deeply bothering me and I was like, no, I'm a woman. I see myself as a woman. I want people to see me as a woman to the point where like, you know, it's like anxiety, depression, like can't stop thinking about it. That's gender dysphoria. That's right. And what we know is that in many cases, transitioning, medically transitioning. So if you're a woman having the double mastectomy, mm -hmm. um, certainly taking testosterone, just looking like a man and then being perceived like a man right. eases that dysphoria, which means like the anxiety goes away, the depression goes away and you just feel better. It's a yes. solution to a severe mental health yes. problem. But now you have people online who maybe don't believe in dysphoria at all. And that's fine. I, I always, for these people, I, I am kind of like, I think people should just live whatever life they want to live. Sure. But I do also think that words matter and we need to be able to distinguish between people who are experiencing dysphoria that just seems like a very different condition than someone who's a guy that's who likes to point. wear makeup. Like if you're, if you're just a that's guy- That's my point. If you're just a guy in a dress and you like yes. lipstick, then aren't you just a guy? Like, I don't, that's the other thing that really bothers me about all of this is like, let's say I like to dress and drag once in a while. I don't, mm -hmm. but let's just say that I did. <laughs> <laughs> to clear that up. Right um, on. <laughs> let's just say that I did. Let's just say that I love to wear, wear high heels and eyeliner or whatever. That doesn't make me a woman. That just makes me a guy that's into that's heels right. and, and eyeliner. Like right. that, that doesn't say anything about my gender. And I feel like to a certain extent, you have this group of people who believe that they're abolishing the binary, but in a sense, they're actually just making it much more real. And that is not the community I came from, number one. Number two, as you know, I am all about the kids, the youngsters, the youth. They are the future of my community. If we start to tell kids that you don't need gender dysphoria and we start to tell kids, oh, don't worry about it. You're going to be fine this way. That is so detrimental to the sense of who they are when they're feeling like I did. I tried to commit suicide two times when I was a youngster. I cut myself. I could go on and on about the bad things that happened to me because I was not happy being a woman. So when you start to say gender dysphoria isn't real or binary isn't real or all these things that I feel as a person, you are discounting my dysphoria. Not only that, you are making me feel worse about myself. And who knows if I want to just kill myself because I'm not going to ever become that man. It is why I distinguish the difference between medical, okay, medical transitioning and non-medical transitioning, which is called self-ID. Now any kid can say, I'm trans, and you're trans. It has become a fucking shit show. And I said it there <laughs> on this. It's a shit show of insanity. I will not put up with it. I'm too old, and I've worked too hard for this. And I don't care what all those kids do. I honestly don't care. They can take the word transgender. They can do what they want. They can have an awesome time. What I'm focused on is kids like me who have a medical condition called gender dysphoria and yep. they need to transition or they will kill themselves. This Done. Is, <laughs> this is, yeah, there are children, young people, teenagers who yes. are grappling with this and yes. need help. And it is literally a medical condition. 
and now we don't even have language for it. We've lost the language for it. And in fact, you have people who are saying it's not even a medical condition. It it doesn't exist. There is no mental health issue here. They're like denying. Do you you know what they're doing? They're actually saying to me that I don't exist. And you know what they're saying to me? That what I did is bullshit and it's a joke and it's not real. Most of those kids weren't even born by the time I started my transition. And I will not be talked down to that way or I will not let people take away medical. And what they're doing is ruining everything I fought for. Let me tell you something. We have more transgender, anti-transgender laws passing in this country more than ever, more than ever. How is that possible when we're supposed to be all trans happy? What are the anti-trans laws that are being passed? Oh my God, in Idaho, they just passed a whole law where before you could transition, now you can't. You can't self-ID, you can't get trans surgery, you can't even go on the track team, you can't do anything as a trans person. You have no rights, zero rights as a trans person. So your sense is that this is a reaction against like trans activism? Yes, it is. a hundred percent it's the trans activists they're making everyone think we're all a bunch of fucking wing nuts when we're not and that's why thank you for giving me a space for my voice here it is important that people see we're not all that we are not all that now, i want to stay on this topic for one yeah. second on uh what's happening with young kids and then i want to yeah. move to uh you mentioned sports let's get yes. into that in a second oh yeah so <laughs> so, so first off on what's happening with young people you said you know a lot of kids are getting confused i just want to relate it to myself really quick as a young kid, I definitely knew that I wasn't, quote, like the other guys. Mm-hmm. Didn't quite know in what sense that was. And that was something that probably existed for a while, even before puberty. Like, I knew I was sure. different in some way. And I think back to that, and I wonder what would have happened, because I, I liked playing with girls, and I liked, there were some girl things that I liked. I remember my sister had this flower press kit, and mm-hmm. there was like a Barbie doll thing. And also, like, even just the toys that I played with were... They were X-Men action figures, but I, I think about that. I'm like, oh, those were dolls. Those were just right. like, those were just like the boy version of dolls. It was like, I was interested in people more than I was interested in like things. And uh-huh. boys are typically into like Legos and building and construction. I didn't care about any of that. I don't know that any of that has anything to do with my sexuality, but I certainly was different. And I think had some teacher looked at me and said like, hey, I see you hanging out with the girls more and you like all these quote girly things. You know, you might not be a boy. You might be a girl. I think that as, a, as like an eight, nine-year-old, 10-year-old, that would have been really, 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 really confusing to me. And I don't know what would have happened to me. And I know now as an adult, I'm absolutely a guy. I just yes. have different interests than other guys and, and I'm gay and I can be a gay guy without being a woman, Thank which, is you. A, which is a totally <laughs> different fucking thing. Fuck. Um, and, and I think now like that's, I think it's really dangerous. People are yes. talking about, yes. how, oh, well, more kids are transitioning at a young age. That's because like they were never allowed. And I'm like, no. Is that is that the reason or are you kind no. of like pushing young kids into a transition that they're not necessarily ready for? That's right. It's indoctrination. I think for some it has to be. It's like it for is. some obviously like you you want to transition, but there are all these edge cases that I'm, I'm just not sure we're there yet. No, I'm going to tell you, and I'm the guy who does talk about it. And I'm the guy who gets the pushback from my community because no one wants to fucking talk about it because it's transphobic. Like I said, again, I care about these kids and kids are being pushed into a space to say they are trans because it's the cool thing to do now. Look, they have YouTube, go on YouTube. All you'll see is a massive amount of young kids becoming YouTubers and talking about their transition. You don't think in some way, shape or form that's actually having kids go, hmm, I wonder if I'm 
trans. Kids write me every single day, my friend, and say, hey, Trampa, am I trans? I'm like, what? Why don't you go to a therapist? I'm not a fucking therapist, and I don't know if you're trans or not. And the fact that you're asking me says a lot to me, kiddo. You understand my point here, my friend, is that we are actually indoctrinating kids. I don't care what anybody says. There is a lot of information coming out about this, and that rate of young girls transitioning to young boys is so out of control that there is definitely something going on here. I don't care what anybody, of course I want you to transition, but I do not want you to transition for the wrong reason because what will happen is a thing called detransitioning, which is happening at a faster rate where these kids transitioned two or three years ago and then they realized, oh, I'm actually really just a lesbian and I don't know why I did this. This is actually happening. This does seem to hit the lesbians a lot harder than it it hits gay guys. That's Um, right. It seems like there are a lot of lesbians who are just like butch chicks. Yeah, they're just butch chicks. Who are being... I think really kind of cornered into this. Yep. Um, they end up transitioning and then it's, then there's a regret there. It's not all, of course. There are tons no, but there's a big not. percentage of it. And I've well, been watching it for sh- years. It's like enough of a percentage that, yes. that it's worth talking about. Yes, that, exactly. That it's like, what is it about being a butch woman that's not allowed anymore? I don't understand that. Well, never was. I'll tell you, when I was a butch woman, I got the shit kicked out of me physically by man. It was horrible. It's not an easy space to live in as a butch woman. That said, you can be a butch woman. You do not have to transition. So what's happening and what I think is happening is I'm talking to a lot of youngsters and they're telling me that there's this push from other trans guys to actually sort of indoctrinate or tell them you'll have a better life if you transit. This is actually being spoken about within the trans male community. Like people are being sort of told you'll have a better life if you transition. The problem with that is it's homophobic. And what's happening now is there's homophobia happening in the trans community. because agree. A hundred percent. Because you don't know if it's not your, if it's not your sexuality or your gender at 11 or 12 or 13, you're saying you're trans. Where are you getting that terminology from? I never, I never said I was trans. I said I was a little boy or you know what I mean? Like that's the thing that's upsetting me is these kids have language that they should never have because there's a difference between sexuality and gender and they're being lumped into one thing. The hot topic of all hot topics um, is the trans athlete situation. Yes. The only case that's really seems to be bothering people. It's in the case of people who are born male transitioning to being a woman competing against biological women in yes in athletics in high school and then moving on even to like as far as the Olympics. I was a female athlete. So I'm going to have my own take on this because I remember when I ran. So again, remember I'm 58 and like back in the day, (laughs) that was like in the late seventies. I actually was a pretty good runner and I was on Adidas team and, you know, really being pushed into sort of the Olympics level and all of this. So I had to run against USSR. Remember the USSR and those women were like big, burly. They were literally on steroids. They were transgender men. I'm telling you, they even had a fucking mustache. And we would would all be like, what? And they would kill us. They would fucking kill us. Of course, they're taking testosterone. That said, female to male, which I am, it's not a, a conversation because we pretty much our bodies biologically are still on some level female and my bone structure, all that is still female. So I'm not going to be a threat to you as a biological man on some level. I didn't have testosterone growing up and I didn't have all these things that happen when you grow. Right, we don't, I there, have estrogen. There, there aren't a lot of uh, trans male athletes winning world records right now. That's against exactly other men. right. That's exactly right. On the flip side of this, we have transgender women athletes, and those are men who become women. Now, this is a very hot topic because I am not ever saying trans women aren't women. Of course, they're women. 110% they are. 
But if we don't logically talk about this, biologically, they have an advantage over a biological female. Right now, if I competed against a transgender woman and I'm a biological woman and they're a biological man, most of the time they're probably going to kick my ass depending on what the sport is. So let's just talk about cycling. There's a cyclist, I forgot her name because she upsets me a lot because she's very mean and rude. And she's like, (laughs) she is, she's all, fuck you if you can't deal with it. Like she's saying that to biological women. Like, no, these women train their asses off. And so when you come in, you do have an advantage as a trans athlete. You have an advantage. I don't care what you're saying. Your hands might be bigger. Your bone structure might be bigger. I mean, UFC fighting, you're going to kick ass on a biological woman. Here's the part that I don't understand. Why trans women can't just have this conversation and say, yeah, maybe we do have a little bit of an advantage. How can we make it a fair situation? I'm come from the space of we need to have the conversation because if not, these trans women are killing it. They're actually taking away all the records from biological women. They're literally slaughtering women's sports in a way that's not okay. It's It's not. I think it's like, it's hard to talk about because for many of these trans women, you're dealing with dysphoria. And at the heart of the question is like this assumption that you're not quote, a real woman. Right. And that's just extremely distressing to a trans person to even hear. It's like, it's, it's not just a hard conversation to have because it causes a lot of, you know, intense emotions. It's literally hard for these people to have the conversation without distressing themselves, which I empathize with. But also it seems like this is one of these points where if we can't, as a society, look at that and be like, something's right. a little off here, then That's right. we've gone off the deep end. Like, we need to be able to have some semblance of just a sanity check. This fucking community is so upsetting to me because if I've come to meet in the middle and that's why you asked me on your show, that's why I'm asked to go all over the world because I'll meet you in the middle and I'll say, yeah, man, I fucking have a vagina. I used to be a chick. It's all good. Can we move forward now? And everyone's like, yeah, let's just move forward because I am coming to you with factual information and I'm not making shit up. And that's the thing. Transgender women athletes on some level do not want to have the conversation. They just want to say, we're women. We're coming in. You don't like it. Fuck you. Guess what? Everyone's going to push you against you and no one's going to want you in women's sports. And that's why it upsets me because they're not having the conversation with the young women. I was a woman athlete. We already have it hard in the world, women. And women's sports already has it hard. And it's hard to walk the world as a biological woman. These women were not raised as women. They were socialized as men. So as you're socialized as men, you come from a whole different space and men get what they want. So then you transition to a woman and you're used to getting what you want. And now all of a sudden people are telling you, no, you're like, really? Go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) This is interesting. This is like a a lot of, uh, there's a huge pushback from trans exclusionary radical feminists, the sort of rad femme community. And And they're crazy. I've never really understood like why you have to use someone's born pronouns like what is the point of that i mean it's not really hurting you and you know it's hurting them so why would you do that that's why they do it to hurt yeah i know it's like even if you know like i understand not agreeing with the trans community on certain things i don't understand the dehumanity no those are the women that pushed against me too when i was a butch woman and i was a feminist there's certain types of feminists out there who don't believe in a lot of things that we all believe in a man can be a feminist they'll tell you that a man can't be a feminist so it's bullshit and that's not feminism feminism is creating an equal playing field that's what feminism is it's it's real basic that said not everyone who disagrees with a trans woman is a turf because now I'm considered a turf because right. I disagree with some of the statements that yes. make. this is where we are in the world. This idea that I have to speak a certain language because I'm trans, go fuck yourself. I am not a tranny robot. I am a man who used to be a lady and walks the world this way and has my own opinions. And that's why I got to be where I am. You mentioned 
biological men Mm -hmm. being socialized as men and then transitioning to women. And we were just talking about the rad femme community, the sort of fringe anti-trans piece. And I think they're rude. And I I think there are like polite ways to have these conversations and and parse these issues that are just complicated. However, I have learned a lot from them. Um, specifically because I think there's a huge overlap. There are a lot of lesbians in the, in the rad femme community. There was an argument I was reading on one of these forums and it was like trans women in feminist spaces, all female feminist spaces tend to, to just do very well because they're so aggressive and they tend to take like leadership positions. And, and that's just interesting to me. I'm like, shit, these things do have an impact. Like this, this is just a sort of a complicated Yes. These are complicated questions. They're not so black and white. They're not. And they, and they won't be for a long time. But I'm going to tell you this. In the beginning of my career, in the beginning of my transition, I started becoming attracted to men. I was never attracted to men before. I was total les. I was totally into chicks. And then I wanted to start to, you know, sort of experiment with What me. is that? I've heard that a lot from trans men. Um, yes. It is like thing. once women start taking testosterone, they become... Yes more attracted to men. Yes. Do you have any sense of what that is or what caused yeah, that? Yeah, I did a whole, I did a documentary. I'll send you all the links. I, I studied this 200 men I did in interviews with and almost 90% of these guys said the same thing. They started feeling, it's you start to feel sexual in your body that you didn't necessarily feel sexual in. And then you start to feel masculine in your body. And then on some level that just makes you want to experiment with everything. <laughs> so it, it's a real thing. And then you just sort of start to get this feeling of, wow, I get to experiment with all types of, it's actually real. And I believe it is the testosterone freeing us of our anxiety about our own bodies and the masculinity. We just start to express ourselves and testosterone heightens our libido. So that said, I did start to get attracted to men and I started to try to figure out how to meet men because 20 years ago, we didn't have grinder or, or scruff or any of that. I had to go to like the fault line here in LA and I would go in and like, I look like a dude, but like literally I had to tell guys I have a vagina. They would all be like, what? Like nobody would have sex with me. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> nobody. I mean, it, it's like, especially for a gay guy when yep. you're raised and you fight so hard for the right to be That's with right. a very specific looking thing, right? It's like, yes. honestly, it's like the, yes. the, your same sex attraction genitals yes. are a That's sex right. characteristic. And, yes. and I think that's, it's like, it's not only is it seen as, I think it's like, there's just a lot there psychologically. Yes, it's psychological. Up. That's and why people need to shut up. It's psychological. I never pushed on those men, ever. Yeah. My point being is, why are the trans women pushing on these gay biological women? I never pushed on gay men. I said, okay, dude, no worries. And I literally eased right, myself. Right, because you're just, you're a little more relaxed because you were socialized perhaps as a woman. As a woman. <laughs> you're just like a little nicer to people. <laughs> <laughs> you're a little like kinder to people and friendly and more open, maybe. It's um, real, dude. <laughs> <laughs> One thing uh, I think is so important about your voice, you were just talking about the community. It's like kids need to know that your voice is out there. We need exposure. Yeah. It's not even necessarily, in my opinion, because everything you say is right. And inevitably, something that you say or I say is going to be wrong. What's important is that we don't devolve into some kind of groupthink because at the end of the day, your transness, like, like the fact that you are a trans man and uh-huh. I'm a gay man, like uh-huh. these things are not supposed to matter at all. We're supposed to be able to think for ourselves and live in a world where we can just exist. That's the goal. I think it's really important to have counter voices inside our own community. It's like, mm-hmm. there, I hate, for example, that like there's a, an assumed politics if you're in the LGBTQ community. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Like, crazy. Like, like, how do you, you don't just start thinking a certain way? <laughs> it's ridiculous, actually. Ridiculous. I understood maybe like in the context of 
very specific things like gay marriage or back in the 60s and 70s when you could get arrested for being a gay person, it was like certain politicians of certain political stripes tended to be the ones responsible for that. But that's not really the but world that's that we political. live in. As, as, as LGBT members of our community, we have to be political on some level. That's again, politics. Yes, on that level, it's yes. like, yeah, when it comes to gay issues. Yes. But, yes. but when it comes to everything else, it's like, we're just people. We're going to have disagreements. And, and, and it used things. to be like that. Remember, I'm old. I've been in the community for 30 plus years. I'm telling you, we never fought like this. Even the gays against the lesbians. But we mixed with each other. We had conversations. I've never seen a transgender community as fascist on some level. And dictatorship that has come, that's, it will not happen in my lifetime. Before I die, I swear to God, this is not. I'm going to bring it back to where we were, which we were on our way to becoming loved by the world. People understanding us. There's trans kids. Then a bunch of wingnuts sucked onto us and like literally decided that they're going to change this community and make it into everyone's trans and trans is beautiful. I hate all that shit. Trans isn't beautiful. Trans sucks. Nobody wants to be transgender. That's like saying, come here, kids. If you're trans, you're going to have a better life. That's what I see in my mind. I see some fucking scary old fucking people luring children in to become trans because it's the cool thing to do. What do you mean by, uh, I mean, I don't want you to get in trouble. You just I'm said not tra- going to get in trouble. <laughs> you just said tr- trans sucks. Like you mean in terms of it's just like, it's like an unfortunate medical situation? Or- what sucks is this. I see these hashtags that say trans is beautiful. And I see these things of kids talking about, oh, I love being trans. Oh, I never liked being trans. Trans was a nightmare for me. I wish I was born a man. I don't want to be going through all the shit I had to do to become a man. Yeah, today my life is amazing. But it wasn't always amazing. And that said, when we say to kids, trans is beautiful, to me, that's a luring thing. That's like saying, hey, if you're trans, you're beautiful too. But maybe you're not trans. Maybe you're gay or maybe you're just normal like dude who just wants to play with girl things and that doesn't make you gay or trans. Do you think there's some bit of it? I do, but like, do you think there's some piece of it where it's like, you know, when you stood up in the early 2000s and were like, I am what I am and I'm fucking hot and that's going to be that. Like, isn't there some sort of a parallel there to just be like, it's okay to be this way. Yes. And I do understand some of the people are using it like that, but I don't see it becoming that. So I completely understand what you're saying. But to me, it's too generic, this generic hashtag and everyone's claiming it and everyone's claiming trans. There are different layers of transness. There are, you know, different identities going on now. So it's not all beautiful. You suffer. It's not an easy life to transition, to have your chest removed. I have to literally shoot testosterone for the rest of my life. Like there are things that are, we don't talk about, right? It's not beautiful when you have to shove a needle in your ass every week and just like, it's not, it's still a fucking pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, last thing I really want to get into is the sense that I've had for a while that our culture is actually becoming more sex negative, not positive. Oh yeah. Uh, we have this sense, I think that things just always get more socially progressive as time goes on. And I read this book, Faggots, by Larry Kramer. And I realized like, he's satirizing a world in the 70s that vanished in the 80s and the 90s especially. Mm-hmm. Things became much more conservative. I think a lot of that had to do with AIDS. But even today, things are crazy. They're not quite that crazy. And I started thinking, like, wait a minute, the pendulum can swing on this stuff. And right now, it's like suddenly people are, even in the straight world, people are really weird about asking each other out, about making a pass, about making a move, Uh, right? About like, when do you have sex? When do you not have sex? Like, is hookup culture, has it gone off the rails? And, you know, people used to always be against sex workers. That was always a right-wing Christian thing. It still is. You know, you're not going to see many Christians who are pro-prostitution. However, 
you're also now seeing it from the rad femme community, yes. and the radical feminist community. They're right. super, super anti-sex work, which means that the anti-sex stuff, it's like the sort of ickiness of sex. They're also against porn, the rad femme yeah. community. So it's like suddenly the fringe left and the fringe right have a problem with these things. That to me reads as just a more sex negative environment. That's like the right. kinds of ways that we talk, the way that we talk about sex in film, the way that we show and depict sex on film. It's like we're doing it less. What is your read of that? And how is a, as an adult entertainment star, as a mm -hmm. porn actor, like what is your read of the situation now? Is it getting worse? Well, better? it's control. 100%. I've always thought that when we control sex, we control it because the masses want it. We don't even have that conversation. The masses want pornography. People like it. It's something that people really use on so many different levels. That said, to control something like drugs, right? We control cannabis. We control all the drugs in the world. That makes people want it more. Don't think that half these Christians and these aren't have financial arms into the porn business. They do. These are all hypocrites. All of them are hypocrites. They all watch it. They all love it. The rad fems love it. They watch it, but they're not going to admit it because to admit it says something other than what they're supposed to be thinking about. Sex has always been the evil. Sex work has always been the evil thing. People push back on it forever. And that really comes down to control. And same with the rad fem and same with the transgender community telling me what I'm doing is so bad because I'm exposing our bodies to the world as if that's a bad thing. Once you get yourself out there naked to the world, people actually respect you on some level. <laughs> so I do think it's control. I don't know, it could be other underlying things. But I, I love that, that idea of exposing yourself, not just even physically, but even yeah. what you're doing now is, it's like an intellectual exposure, right? You're yes. just revealing what you're thinking. And that's right. That's another insane taboo that we have now is that you're that's just right. not you supposed know, to I've been really mind. blessed, my friend, on some level with thick skin. And because I come from a space of suicide, alcoholism, crack, I was living on the streets, I was prostituted. I can go on and on, my friend. There is no way somebody's going to shut my voice down just because they don't like it or I'm transphobic. And I want people to know that you have to push back on things you don't believe in. If we all start agreeing on everything, we live in a dictator. <laughs> on some level and that's not freedom of who you are to transition means freedom that's all it means it means freedom and we don't have the freedom to speak and we don't have freedom you are listening to problematic <laughs>